I'm Commander Shepard, and BGS is my favorite radio show on the Citadel. Here's Video Game Sophistry, your one-stop shop for video games, news, reviews, and time-wasting fun. Hello there. Andy Burkowski, the bloviator for VGS Video Game Sophistry, the weekly show where we try to talk about video games as art, the business behind it. That's what this show started as many years ago, and now we just keep doing it kind of out of habits, you know, just so that we can stop the coming void. Seems Run like this a, contract out. Yeah, just try and get as much money as we can. That's not true. I'm joined this week, as I am almost every week, by Mr. Zachary Fanny, Professor Zach, here to talk about uh, how reading is good. I think that's what the show notes say, that reading is good. Or at least it's not bad. At least it's not bad. That's good, too. It's good or at least not bad. And Travis, here to talk about why you do things that are hard. The most average of all time. That is me. And that's why I can't do those difficult things, because I'm average. But you still try, though. You keep trying. Yeah, just like everyone else. Reading is hard. And they don't get anywhere. <laughs> and Liam is here, the thought influencer himself. Do you have uh, wow. your eyebrow pierced, Liam? No, I used to when, oh. I was, uh, when I was a young man. But now it's just, it's not cool. No, it's not. Anton has one, though. We can rip oh. on him. You're like, what, a 18 still, though, aren't you? 19? Yeah. My age is... <laughs> I don't think it's irrelevant. So I thought it'd be a good idea to start off the show, as we often do, by trying to incur a lawsuit from the Psychic Readers Network. It seemed like a pretty good idea. So they are taking advantage of the memory of one of the most beloved magical people that ever lived, of course, Miss Cleo. Don't go blindly through life. Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. Call, Call me now. So, the Psychic Readers Network are suing Rockstar for Vice City, the game that is now 15 years old, because Miss Cleo herself voiced a character, Auntie Paulette, or Auntie Paulette, you know how to say it, it's very interesting, but that was Miss Cleo herself, and they're suing, accusing Rockstar of taking advantage of the $100 million that they worked to invest and promote the Miss Cleo persona. So I just wanted to start out to say uh, sincere fuck you to the Psychic Readers Network. And let's get on with things, guys. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Why we, are they waiting until, like... Because they waited until she fucking died. Isn't yeah. that awful? They, they acquire the money? Or What's the potential that? money? They acquire well, yeah, the they want to yeah. acquire the potential money. It's weird, though, because they're psychics, and it's that network. Shouldn't they know well, how this is going to turn Well, they're scam to begin with. <laughs> no, what? <gasps> they're just openly admitting it now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, guys. Call me now. <laughs> Have you ever now. sought the wisdom of a psychic before? Anyone here? No, because it's phony baloney. It's fine. But have you tried? It's fine. Have you I tried it? I didn't believe it. You tried I tr- it. I went to one oh, when uh, with the 2012 rumor going around because that was actually. <laughs> you tell us not to interrupt over each other, and you just. Travis, keep talking. And yeah, with the 2012 scare or whatever, and this was when I was younger and stupider, and I needed comfort in knowing that the world <laughs> wasn't going so to. So you end. thought the world is going to end because and, of the and, Mayan and, calendar? Yeah, and, and my. Sister's friend recommended me a psychic that was off of. Okay, uh, the this is vital. What what ha- what exactly did this person say? She told me. Well, I can't remember because it was like. Is it a palm reading? Ago. Is it was or it cards or something? I think it was tarot. Yeah, tarot okay. cards. Oh, so did she whipped out her Pokemon the cards. Yep. Yeah. And what did she say about you? You must remember something that she said. The basic summary of it is that 
you will find the peace in yourself to get over this. <laughs> You're all going to die. Basically, <laughs> just smarten the fuck up. Nothing's going to happen. Don't. Just don't. Interesting. That advice. That's good advice. See? Like I said, I can't remember it word for word, but that was the basic gist of it. Did she that's yell what at the I assume end? That, what's that? Did she yell at the end? Call me now! No, but I wish she did. Yeah? It was it like a white lady? Because that'd be better, too. No. It wasn't a white lady. It was not. What was the race Let, of your Let's psychic? not play the guessing game. Let's Do we really need to get to that point? What was the race of your psychic? Because I think different races have different magical she powers. We all gonna, know I'm going to mute your she mic. No, come on, yeah, guys. Caucasian, as they say. Oh, white psychic? Never would I give my money to a white psychic. All right, so uh, what have you guys been playing? I've had a pretty busy gaming uh, bill these last seven days since we last spoke. What's What's on the docket right now? Zachary, you took I'm a just big yawning. Inhale. <laughs> I'll get the. I guess I'll get that going. Um, Please don't. So, <laughs> never mind. Go ahead, Zach. Pyre uh, is <laughs> wonderful uh, and Sundered. I'm doing those two indie games right now. Mm. Um, they're really nice pairing, the actually. Sundered, the guys who did uh, Jotun. Ooh, yeah. Good. So it's because Sundered uh, is kind of that. You know, it's it's an emergent story. You kind of piece together the mythology as you play. It's really tough. Whereas Pyre is much more about uh, the story that you're involved in. So it's more narrative foregrounded. So it's a great. I found it a great pairing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, a game, like, a narr- like really. Do you have them both on PC? Like fine wine. Yeah. And yeah. Steam Link. Oh, both on PC. But you're playing them with a controller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, what the hell's the point of playing it on Steam? That's a fair point. Unless that's the only market. You could have just got it on. I don't know. PS4. All right, both of them, both both yeah, available. Both PS4. PS4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was that they had a sale on Steam. Mm. Oh, there yeah, you go. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So I got a good computer. Do they have a summer sale going on right now? Not a summer uh, sale. It, it was like a as a pre-order now. sale, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. I do like that. Like Tacoma, which came out, which I'm playing a bit mm. of this week. They do like a 10 to 15 percent <laughs> the day before, the couple days before it comes out. Uh, sale, excuse me, and almost died there. And, uh, you know, a little 10%, 15% off thing on it. And I think that's really nice. I wish that they did that more for console games because that would yeah, really push people to get them. Uh, what about you, Liam? You playing anything interesting? Uh, I got Besides with yourself? Oh, oh zing. Oh, nah. Got me there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I've been going back and just playing uh, Dishonored, Dishonored DLC, and then all the... The second Dishonored one or the first two. one? Yeah, the first one, and then all the DLC, and then Dishonored 2, because I'm really excited about uh, Death of the Outsider. Ooh, so yeah. have you beaten uh, Dishonored 1 DLC? I have beaten the Knife of Dumbwall, and I'm making my way through the, the Witches of Bridgemore. Currently. I would say that is the best Dishonored experience that you have right there, yeah. is the DLC for the first one. Because it's actually more of an established story. Uh, who's the, I forget off the top of my head, the actor that plays Dowd. He's very famous. Yeah, real raspy voice. Dude. Oh, yeah. God. Raspy man. No, you yeah, all know him. Man. He's no, a mobster. Man. He's a mobster. He was the guy. Um, Al Pacino. He... No. It could be Al Pacino. It's, it's not Al Pacino. That's a raspy I know voice. Oh, raspy voice. Um, candidate. Don't look it up. I'm going to. Marlon Brando. I'm going to. Yeah, that's, that's who it is. Voice. A raspy voice. Yeah, that's who candidate it is. too. It's Marlon Brando. No. Who it is is the guy in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. Who started, who, no, in Reservoir Dogs that was torturing the one guy while he was dancing. Michael Madsen? Oh. Michael Madsen, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause for Zach. Oh, Michael Madsen. Michael uh, yeah. So he plays that and does an excellent job. Really, really good. He's a raspy voice. Yeah. Yep. I think when, yeah. When, when he's, he's doing doubt, it's least. more, it's just kind of like this a little bit. He's been bit. smoking for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just been living the life. More kind of gangster style. On the seas. You think that ri- the trailer where he lived in Kill Bill Volume 2, that's just his, where he lives? Probably. That's was he in that find movie? Him? 
Yeah, he's the brother of Bill. Oh, Bob. that's really cool. Oh, that it's makes a sense cool movie. It's a Tarantino film. Yeah, this yeah. is that's got this what is I, gold. <laughs> this is just gold. Travis, what have you been playing? Well, as we're gonna oh prelude, God. you say that every time. You can't. You well, have your to first get used the first it. time you speak, it's just like a train stops abruptly. That's pretty and much all of my luggage that's how falls. I, that's pretty much how I work. Yeah. So. I've been playing uh, the remake of Final Fantasy IV on the DS, which Ooh. Andy doesn't care about. But we're going to get into that later it. on. Um, and it's hard as balls, and there's a reason why. Those are hard. Yeah. Um, and I've also been revisiting some testicles? of my Dreamcast titles, which <laughs> which I actually got the VGA cable for that thing so that the presentation looks a bit clear on HDTV. Oh. So those games really bright or really bright. They really <laughs> pop out in a in a bright and vibrant manner. Yeah. And they look good on an HDTV. What do you got? Like Jet Set Radio, that sort of stuff, or not the classics? Not really. I've only got like three games for it. Yeah. Um, both Sonic and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Why are you playing mm. these old-ass games, boy? Because I don't like newer games. <sighs> What a hipster douche. That's not being hipster. It is absolutely being hipster to say, you know what? I'm sorry if I like revisiting the older shit I played and not being able to adjust to the newer shit. That's the most hipster thing you could ever say. I've been playing newer games this year too, you fucking fascist. Whoa. (laughs) He, I don't he think busted he, out the F word. He did. He busted out the I thought he was going to call me fat. I almost hurt my feelings. Yeah, almost hurt my feelings. But hey. Either <laughs> or. Travis. Breath right. of the Wild was outstanding. So let's, we need to cut the tension a little bit. Bring in bring in Tom Jones, please. Please bring him in. He's needed right now. <laughs> He's needed. Back again. Mr. Thomas. Oh, good one. What was that? <laughs> what happened there? Oh, I thought you wanted me to stop it. No, <laughs> it keeps going. Fades out. Yeah, no. Damn it. Okay, I, I, I misunderstood. Why don't you do it again? I, I misunderstood let's, what let's you said again. when you said back again. Yeah, let's yeah. let's hear it again. Like you wanted me to start it again. No. Okay. Really great job, though. All right, let's put it down a little bit. This is our segment where we look at the games that just are coming stop it completely out. Again. In, just put it down a little bit. <laughs> that are coming out between August sixth. My brother's birthday. Happy birthday to him. And August 13th. That's my brother's birthday, too. No, wow. it isn't. Whoa. Are really? we Are we related? <laughs> are you my brother? Holy shit. I just knew his birthday. I didn't know where he was <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> what are you, why are you singing? <laughs> this is a the X-Files show. theme. Because oh, okay. Lee messed up and he's trying, to, he's trying to cover for his buddy. Okay. What's new, Pussycat? This is a... Travis, Trash fire right tell now. me, tell me the games that's, that are coming out. Oh, we have a one. game. I heard a ding. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> so we have a game called Black Hole, which uh, is an older title from 2015, and this is the complete edition for the PlayStation. So it's 4. the complete black hole. The complete black hole for the PlayStation 4. Oh, um, it's a 2D platformer that has a lot of puzzles in it and a lot of uh, levels going around it, too. Some like Super Meat Boy. I'm literally describing what's in the game. The basis is that no one's, you hey, and your down. team calm it down, boy. are lost. They get sicked up by a black hole, and now you have to go find them through all these levels, and your only accompaniment is the very annoying AI known as... Where the hell did I put it? Ariel. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's the gameplay like? What's this game like? Um, it's... It's it's like it's a puzzle game, 
mm-hmm. it's also a 2D platformer, like I said before. Uh, the appeal from the game, though, is its difficulty. And it, it, you have to have a good reaction time to what's going on in the level, the correspondence to it. Hmm. Um, is the one where you, you die and you can redo the level really quickly, that sort of thing, like the Super Meat Boy sort, Yeah, that's why yeah. I was comparing it yeah. to Meat Boy, yeah. yeah. And uh, the reason that this is called the Complete Edition is just because it has all the expansion pack levels. That is fun. Those little games where you could just really focus yeah. on, it's kind of what we're going to be talking about later, about why we do games that are so hard mm. of just redoing a level and dying and dying. The Hotline Miami's sort of thing where you just keep going mm, through yeah. and through and it's it almost becomes monotonous but a, you know almost like you're entranced a little bit yeah. like you just you're going <clears> through <throat> the motions a bit yeah it's not like sleep. a good pick up to <laughs> play <Quite> mom. <laughs> yeah no it seems like a good pick up to play title you know not one that you want to spend hours upon yeah. hours on but make progress each and every time you pick what it else up. we got my friend uh we have the mega man legacy collection the mega Dark. man yeah legacy collection 2 which is the follow-up to the first mega man legacy collection all they are, are just compilations of the first 10 mega man games yeah first 10 mega man games and this is the second one that has mega man 7 through 10 uh for xbox one ps4 and microsoft windows and really there's nothing else to say about that it's just the seven through eight did you guys jump Mega into Man Mega titles. Man at all? I feel like if you didn't I get did. that early, of course nah, you did. I did. All these ships have passed me by. Oh, yeah, they're really ago. solid platformers. They're yeah, really they are. Games. Yeah, and they're challenging. Can you is... jump in now though? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> if I have you noticed, know, hold on, Travis, Sorry. reel it in for a second, boy. Damn it, man, you're excitable. <laughs> if um, I have almost no consideration or care for Mega Man as a person, as a character, almost ne- I never touched Mega Man before. But you don't. Do you think this could be something that would be uh, good to jump into? Absolutely not, because (laughs) they're compilations for people who have played these games time and time again. The only convenience is that it's immediately available for your current systems and trophy support and achievement support. Like The last time something like this would have happened where it could draw new players was Mighty Number 9, and we all know how that went. Did it go poorly? Yeah, it was like like a train wreck of... (laughs) You made a face. This is a shit. You have to say something. It was shit. <laughs> there we go. And the final game that kind of, and these are, of course, the major one. There's a little ports and other things yep. like that. But this game came out really under the radar. Hellblade. Sa- oh, I'm going to say this incorrectly. Senua's, I think is how you Senua's say it. Senua's Sacrifice coming out PS4, Windows on August 8th. This is from Ninja Theory, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show, but basically they're the guys, it's a very small um, British studio that made such games like Heavenly Sword, uh, I think the Devil May Cry. DMC reboot. Devil May Cry, yeah. DMC, that's the one where they looked. he looked kind of like punk rock, right? Yeah, and everybody yeah, it lost just made him really edgy. because of it. The other cry, I remember kind of one shit. scene is where your, your trailer's getting flipped over, and you fly through the trailer, and as you fly through the trailer, you like put on all your clothes, and then yeah. a breadstick covers his. Yeah, shadow. right. That's great. Okay. I love that's it. the most memorable part of that game. That just goes to show its quality. No, it's it's a great. It, that game has it is amazing uh, art as well. Like, yeah. the, the levels are like they're gorgeous. Well, who I didn't know. Is it based on Dante or something? I think we're getting off track. I think you're thinking of Dante's Inferno. Actually, wait. Devil Cry Cry is Dante, isn't it? It is Dante. Yes, his name is Dante. And they hated him. I don't know if it's Beatrice. No, it's, it's not, not that Dante. It's no. not connected that way. It's just literally oh, another maybe word for devil. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, just, yeah. um, so who knew about Hellblade, though, before I spoke about it? Anyone? I did not, not know about it until three hours ago. I didn't think they like yeah showed it at 
E3 mm -hmm. or anything like that or any of the conferences. I, I don't know where I am right show. now. That's what I'd like to hear. Yeah. We're going to talk about this later because it turns out Hellblade could be kind of a sleeper hit. It's such a sleepy time unless you're playing the indies during the summer. And this could be an emotionally jarring game that I want. Maybe even a little bit of a Horizon Zero Dawn light. So we're going to talk about that a little later because it's a tall order to fill. But I hope to. And finally, before we go into the news of the week, uh, there's something pretty interesting from NASA, of all places. It turns out they are looking for a few good men and women. So naturally, we thought here VGS would be the best place for them to find the talent to go into space. And the actual job that's being offered is, uh, as reported by The Independent, is labeled as, <clears throat> I want to make sure I get all the words exactly correct, <clears throat> the Planetary Protection Officer. Oh, badass. Mm. This position will ensure that the Earth is not contaminated by matter brought back from space and that humans do not contaminate planets and moons during exploration. So it goes on the avoidance of organic constituents and uh, biological contamination in human and robotic exploration is part of our ongoing policy of planetary protection so are they uh elon musk's antagonist then oh god this is actually one of the endings in the game prey yeah is there just someone <laughs> oh, like this okay well like don't, don't whoa, spoil there's it. Yeah. whoa you know <laughs> it's bad all right show me up then uh let's cue up a little bit of what i like to do here i thought you guys would be the best candidates so i i you know obviously we that know that mistake. the nasa recruitment officers listen to the show they're huge fans they're a little too. They're a little too much of fans, honestly. So, um, who wants to start? Who wants to uh, appeal to NASA to be a member of their planetary planetary, excuse me, protection force? Who wants that job? It's yours to lose at this point. Well, I'll just say I'm a professor of languages. Oh, Check. Shit. Okay. I got red hair. Check. Oh, mm -hmm. I know the Sanskrit word for war. Check. What is it? You need to know right now. <laughs> I say it for the aliens. Oh, so damn. let me gonna, be, hold on. Let me be the Amy Adams. You're gonna tell the aliens. I'm gonna tell the aliens the, the word. The word for war. Yeah, it's part of my strategy. And um, what, what do you do after that though? When they're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, give me some. <laughs> <laughs> so you got language. You got red hair. You know a word from a movie. No word for a movie. It's very competitive. I want. I just want time powers. That's what okay. I've been searching for my whole okay. life. Okay, and uh, this is the way to get there. Put here, Liam and Zach seeks time powers. Yeah, yeah that okay. please. I want yeah, those yeah. arrival time powers. Okay, so we got one candidate, <clears throat> Travis. You're ch you're chomping at the bit here. You're just eager. You're a little eager beaver to get into those NASA pants. So tell me what you NASA's listening. What do you got to say to them? I hate the way you describe everything. <laughs> um, that's on Andy's LinkedIn. You know, <laughs> I, I, I tend to complain a lot about the shit that I do, no matter what it is I do, because I just think that's a normal human reaction. But if I you would make the aliens go away by NASA, <laughs> I will do the shit you leave. want me to do. <laughs> that is complaining, and they just so can't hold on, fucking hold take that shit away. You be a so, guy like, listen, you don't want to come here. He's not so good. Take me with you. It is really that, isn't. You live in a dark void. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Let's go please. Back to the void. Yeah, you have no idea. So your most competitive edge is that you will complain, but do what they say. Yeah. Travis Hyland, that's what I do. Come with on, you. give a little bit. That's how he got this job. That's Simply exactly brilliant. how he got this job, yeah. and that's how he keeps it, boy. All right, do we have any more of that? Because I need, uh, yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah, amp yeah. it up for you yeah. because Liam Brand, I want to make sure you have a chance. Stiff competition so far. Zach wants to say war and start a war and get time powers. Travis just wants to be helpful and complain about it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brand, how, how would you get NASA to, to jump on the brand wagon? 
I'd get nasty with NASA. I tell you that much. I uh, I, I play I play enough Mass Effect oh, to know damn. how to romance aliens, damn. how to get inside their alien pants, oh. how to start cross species monstrosities. What, what if they're like the Necromorphs from Dead Space though? Then what? I'm about it. He's yeah, he's <laughs> committed. He's already committed. So Liam Brand, your your main the thing on your resume will say will fuck anything. <laughs> Ding. So he's kind of like well yeah, it's like the it's sending oil drillers to destroy asteroids. Yeah, Armageddon. Kind of. You're just like I'm the just, working man. I am the oil driller. And you're the, yeah, 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 yeah. You're the oil driller. Yeah. I don't remember when Ben Affleck <laughs> fucked the uh, asteroid, though. Does that happen? I'm thinking a different movie. By yeah. Asteroid. yeah, he dies. Yeah. Spoilers, guys. Oh, man, Does he really? They all don't. die. No, they don't. They save the world. <laughs> I die. We saw very different movies. Let's end it. All right. News of the week. Searched for control. When you were in love, you left him in tears. Chances are you're very confused and unfamiliar with what you've just seen. That is a game made by Ninja Theory, a development studio that made such great titles like Heavenly Sword, which I adored, the recent uh, Devil May Cry remake, which really had a lot of divisive groups excited or hating it. This is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, coming out on August 8th on the PS4 and Windows. There hasn't been a lot of marketing for this game. You don't know a lot about it, and I think that's a big disservice because this game is trying to bring back the mid-level games that were so popular 10 years ago and hopes to explore mental illness in a very interesting and compelling way. I'm Andy Burkowski. I'm joined this week by the full crew to talk about this game. Everyone here is excited. We have Liam Brand, Zach Fanny, and Travis Hyatt. Um, yeah, we, we had no idea that this game even really existed before coming in today to record. Yeah, and now I'm going to pre-order it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's You're, ridiculous how, like, the way they say it, you know, it's an independent AAA title, like how everything looks so clean, but how seemingly nobody knows about it. Yeah, well, it shows you that so much of development money, or, or rather studio money, is put behind the marketing for these sort of games. Because on its surface, from what we've seen, this looks like a promising title. Uh, just to bring up to speed, it's a hack and slash game based in both Celtic and Norse mythology. The game follows Senua, I hope we're saying that correctly. Seno. Seno, excuse me, traveling through a world in her own mind and kind of hell. It's going through these two perceived forms of reality. There's a lot of um, self-harm, a lot of screaming that she's talking to herself. It looks incredibly compelling and not, from what we've seen so far, exploitive in any way. Because this mm -hmm. is about mental illness. Now, Zach, I know you've uh, studied and talked a lot about Norse mythology. We don't know too much about what this Celtic warrior is going through. But what are, you know, it looks like she's going through hell. What was kind of the Norse view or one of the Norse views yeah, on the, the afterlife what's in hell? What's really interesting with Norse mythology is that uh, by the time that they're, it's recorded kind of in text in the prose edda from the Icelandic guy uh, Snorri Sturluson, that it's almost becoming 
tainted with Christianity, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously hell is a, both the female goddess in Norse mythology and also the kind of underworld region where people will go uh, when they die. Um, but even while we get that recorded for us, it's be- becoming tinged with like the Christian version of hell as punishment. In Norse mythology, um, that it wasn't really so much uh, a, a, a location that reflected your particular virtues or vices as an individual. It's somewhere where you would just go as, you know, another form of life after death. If you died in battle and you're warrior you go to Valhalla there's some different regions depending on how you die like if you died at sea there's a particular location uh, um, but hell is one of the main ones for regular folks who die of <laughs> just illness and old age and and sadness and it's not really clear what you do there you don't it's not like Dante's version of, mm-hmm. of hell where you're not going people, through those circles you're not, so you're not <laughs> suffering yeah you're not being punished um, you're kind of drinking and fighting and having a good time like you would in normal life so well, it's this, just about the cycle well this is interesting then because a lot of what we've seen so far seems to be the hell within her own head well that's what's so compelling is that like if you read um uh books by people like joseph campbell who did hero of a thousand faces or the golden bow uh they look at like the the kind of continuity amongst mythologies around the world and i think it does reflect like uh, human psychology right Mm -hmm. which is really appealing with this game Uh, it's not just like Jotun or a game where you're putting you into mythology. It's showing the mythology as an expression of a particular people's anxieties and mm. psychoses at their particular environment and place and time. So it's more believable than ever that this character is creating the hell within their mind based on the uh, historical yeah. placement of 600 years and ago. And you look at any mythology yeah. um, uh, and, uh, you know, it's based on like material conditions of the culture that it comes from. So in Norse mythology, you have hospitality is a really enforced value because, uh, you know, you take a long time to travel between people's farms and locations. And if you don't have a valley of hospitality, that's not safe, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a, a real focus on death and decay, but also just death and decay is a cycle. Like Ragnarok is really just the Twilight of the Gods, but that's going to foster a new world and universe, right? So death is really an inter- end. It allows for an interpretation. Yeah. And if the conduit for the interpretation is a young woman who's suffering from severe mental illness, these themes and these prose could be taken very much in this kind of artistic yeah. way. And the fear, so the fear too of the end is not so much the fear of death because that's just part of this of the cosmic cycle and the life cycle. The fear is of nihilism, of like mm-hmm. you know having the things you love and things that mean thing something to you just be destroyed or um, you know dissipate, right? And so and that's what, what we've, we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah ahead, that's yeah. the character's fear, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of taking that fear that we all have as people that our lives won't matter, that the things we like don't matter, and that there is no meaning to gain, and it's expressing it through this you know particular person's anxieties and uh, mythologies which is really really fascinating so what you described so far sounds like a triple a blockbuster 90 dollar you know companion piece to god of war yeah we're hearing right now from the man from ninja theory himself their policy on this game was a little bit different hey i'm dom from ninja theory and i'm here to ask for your support to help make hellblade center a sacrifice a success Hellblade is an independently developed AAA quality game created by a small team of 20 people. Our aim has been to bring back the mid-sized game, so Hellblade is half the size of a AAA game but sold at half the price. By going digital only, we can ensure that we keep costs low for you, whilst more of your money comes directly back to us to reinvest in new games. So I love this because it reminds me of the hope and anticipation we first had when Kickstarter was introduced. Now, since then, Kickstarter's development tool has seemed to have some weaknesses. 
a mid-size, not $90 game in the middle of the summer sounds really appealing, especially the, the comment that he had that because they're not doing a physical copy, because they're not focusing on marketing, so much of that money is coming back to the actual creators. It, it, it seems like an alternative to an indie developer slogging away for years and years by themselves and maybe will help against the unbelievably painful and damaging method in, in the video game industry of burnout of people doing you know 100 hour weeks for 2 years because games have such overhead you know i'm i this hasn't been a proven theory but i really think there's a lot of compelling reasons to get this game you know what do you guys think about the mid-sized uh, view of uh, the mid-price view of making games Oh, there we go. Um, I'm really excited because that's that's what I'm loving right now is the is the indie game uh, type of innovation and storytelling that we're seeing. Like, uh, like I know I don't really have time to get into a hundred hour game that's kind of more of like a rote blockbuster. I like indie games not only because they're small and manageable and, and can advance a very particular artistic and, and narrative vision, but because um, like. They're able to capture your attention in a way and take that risk, whereas big games are beholden to being palatable and broadly consumable, that you can have games do really interesting things when the stakes aren't so high. The yeah, one criticism, like the, sorry, Travis, to cut you off, which I do. Uh, the one criticism I would have of maybe some indie games is that you do sometimes want at least some of the AAA visuals. If and mechanics. Yeah, and mechanics, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I think this version of making games, if it's successful, could kind of fill the gap because it'll have mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff you said mm -hmm. about not trying to be palatable for everyone. You know, having something clear to say, but also saying it in a way that could be comparable to the God of Wars and the battlefields out there. Mm -hmm. Travis, I interrupted you, so sorry. That's fine. I like the way this game looks in the sense that it kind of reminds me of an early PlayStation 3 title yeah, where there wasn't... It, it didn't. It wasn't trying to be as ambitious like as games are nowadays, but it was at the same time, but in a more simplistic and more engaging way for the player to you know absorb themselves in that world. Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah. Well, because a lot of people hear this and think you know a thirty dollar game, have a, a studio that hasn't made a game in a little while, can they with that money budget? restriction almost make something that's comparable in terms of the mechanics you're a big fan of some of the games they've made in the past fan enough to talk about it uh do, do you think we run the risk of seeing that happen now of these you know them just kind of shit in the bed when it comes to the actual gameplay mechanics well at least if we're talking about the games that we mentioned before heavenly sword dmc there are definitely similar components in the idea that the characters traverse through a world full of turmoil and paranoia like in heavenly sword you know you're constantly on edge because your clan and king bohan's army are constantly at odds and you're right in the crossfire and that and in dmc it's like you're stuck in this place called limbo and there's demons and death everywhere and it's just like i have to bring this down and with this newer game the turmoil seems to come from the fact that you know obviously she's got all these voices going in her head and her mentality is completely screwing with her and that's what's holding her back, but at the same time pushing her forward. But the thing that I like, or at least what makes this game similarly different uh, from those previous tiles, is that those voices that are in her head are engaged with her throughout the majority of the game, like in combat. Because, mm. you know, I, I saw mm -hmm. a little bit of it as we were uh, getting more into it, how 
every time she's confronted with an enemy, she it, it's always telling her to go left or to go back. Or when there's you know an exposed part in the opponent's body, that's where you strike or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps create a very interesting, a much more stylized dynamic to that game. That makes sense, though, because she's suffering, right? Yes. She's suffering yes. with her mental yes. illness. And that's sort of the idea between all those games because they have each of those distinct dynamics that helps... Uh, Kind of push the mechanics forward a little bit. Exactly. Well, yeah, so all of those things sound good. Now, they're adding on another level that, for me, makes this kind of a must-buy. We talked about the fact this character has psychosis. I'm always reticent when video games, and especially big studios, try to tackle something that is so real, so human, and so difficult to really do justice to. It turns out they've contacted some neuroscientists to help with this process to make sure that they do it justice. Um, Something that I explore scientifically being represented so beautifully in a character who's trying to penetrate the the mysteries of the environment in which they've been placed with all of this strange uncertainty and noise and, and conflicting information that they're getting. I'm very excited by this way of trying to represent mental illness because I, th- I think it actually might be offering us insights that we wouldn't get from you know, pure scientific explorations and actually giving us quite an empathic view of what it might be like. So that right there, the fact that this video game could help with an empathic view of how to help people with mental illness moves it a step above anything we've talked about so far. It takes it from being a form of expression to possibly a form of uh, remediation and help to people that are seeing this. It'll help us maybe understand a little more what different mental illnesses are like Uh, in the continuation of that clip, which you should see. They had people that work within these groups participate at every level of making sure Senua, is that how you pronounce it? I think it is. Sano, Sano, sorry. Making sure Sano felt real when she was suffering through something, even if it's uncomfortable for the player. So I think from what we've seen so far, this is thumbs up, absolutely wonderful. But when we first started talking about it, we didn't know about it. And that doesn't bode well no. for for this game and for Ninja Theory. You know, is there anything that can be done to ensure this kind of process continues. Hopefully it's just good enough to the point where the game where the game is so good enough that everybody who has played it will go out of their way to tell others that it's so good because it needs a game, the word of a, mouth, a game from a game well a game from a game company that's not being marketed enough. It's like what does that do for them? Not a whole lot. And I get why they, well, they can't, can't afford it. It's not it. part of Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Oh, wait. They give VGS a modest low time fee, $39.99 paid over many installments, uh, (laughs) to do some promotional items. Like this feature right now. No, we we haven't been paid, but I I wouldn't accept their money because they need it to make their games better. They don't have like the glut of EA or something like that. Okay, so Zach Fanny will accept the low price. (laughs) Market your game by paying others to play it. So you didn't know about it. You're saying word of mouth. I don't think that's enough in 2017 to actually make this a you know a, a process that'll work. Maybe it comes the reviewers ultimately. If some people that get their hands on the game early can really laud it as a critical darling, that and if is it's, very it's, it's not a new studio. Yeah, they have popular games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of us darlings need to uh, <laughs> push it up. There. No, but go ahead. You're no, just saying that. 
it's an established studio that you know has had really powerful uh well done games so they have i think the studio has a fan base that will you know if the game is good help you know promote and engage others with it mm-hmm. so it's kind now, of like like does ea need to spend a trillion dollars well th- that's you know, the other side of this games? right yeah. like if we find out if if it shows that this game can bring in some good numbers yeah then i think it'll call into question almost the whole kit and caboodle in some way if That'd this can really bring in more than kickstarter number numbers and uh give the studio enough money so they can make an expansion and make a new one then I'm very excited for other studios doing this. Off the top of my head, why isn't Obsidian doing this? Why aren't like these mid-range studios that have such clear vision make something like that? Well, Tyranny is kind of like that, no? Well, Tyranny, they use a different publisher. Yeah, it's similar in some ways, but it's more the pirate way of making a game. The best case scenario is that you can get um, well-done, polished, mechanically proficient games for Mm mid-price like that that take risks and give you good stories. And part of the reason why they don't cost so much is because there isn't a marketing budget that like doubles the game price in terms of production. So the message from us here at VGS, please pick up the game Hellblade coming out on this coming Tuesday, August 6th. It's just, I think, uh, $29 American, so you're looking... Uh, 35 and some change here in Canada. 39.99. Oh, well that's on, on Steam the, is cheap. Steam is cheaper and well, yeah, games PS, is cheaper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 39 on GOG PS4. it's even cheaper so we got to figure that out. But uh yeah, I really hope this works and I think it's fundamentally important that it does work because I want to have more conversations about how great $40 games are. Thank you very much Ninja Theory. A big thank you to everyone who joined in this week on the show. I know you have a lot of choices in video game coverage, and I'm glad you've chosen us. That Hellblade game looks like we got to pick it up, man. Like That looks like an interesting title that could really change things. Uh, we didn't have a, a chance this week to really dive into how to play hard games or why we play hard games. It's not like we did it and then it didn't record or something. That would be hilarious, but that's not what happened at all. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was Liam's fault or anything at all either, which is yeah. really great because he just done such a great job that he did not make a mistake that caused us to lose 25 minutes of content. So a uh, big thank you to everyone for watching and listening. For Liam Brand, Zach Fanny, Travis Hyatt, and we're going to be back next week probably with some new news, hopefully. Keep listening, keep watching. Thank you very much, BGS. Without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world.